As I walked on through Chatham Street, a fair maid I did meet. She asked me to see her home, she looked and bleaker straight to me away. Santi, my dear Annie, oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka? The Long Haul Podcast, America's Irish Voice. Interviews with inspiring immigrants, renowned Irish personalities, and discussions on all things Irish America. Presented by Michael Dorgan and Johnny Kennedy. In this week's podcast, myself and Johnny sit down with serial entrepreneur and businessman Pat Phelan from Cork. Pat is the co-founder of Sisu Aesthetic Clinics, a doctor-led Irish company that specialises in cosmetic treatments like face fillers and Botox. Pat established Sisu in 2018 with two other Corkmen, brothers James and Brian Cotter, and the trio are on a massive expansion campaign in the US where they're looking to open around 200 clinics. Pat gives us an insight into how the Sisu growth plans are going, while we also look back on Pat's incredible career and journey. His most successful business ventures include Cubic Telecom, a mobile roaming business, and Trustev, an e-commerce fraud prevention firm, which he sold for 44 million euros. Pat lived in Sunnyside and Astoria in Queens for a number of years in the past and has moved to Manhattan to oversee Sisu's expansion. It wasn't all uphill for Pat, however. He was a chef and a butcher in a previous life before he became heavily dependent on alcohol. He kicked drinking more than 20 years ago and gives us an extremely honest and raw account of his battle with booze and how he transformed his life. For this podcast, we're back upstairs in the long haul, but as video viewers can see, the lads have converted the space into a speakeasy called Shawshank based on the cult movie The Shawshank Redemption. Next week, Johnny will talk more about that concept, the New York bar industry in general after COVID, and how he got on with the Guinness guru being in town recently. To follow the exciting Sisu expansion, you can follow the company on Instagram at Sisu Clinics, that's S-I-S-U Clinics, or Pat, whose handle is at Pat Phelan. And as always, feel free to leave us a comment about this episode on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Long Haul Podcast, or visit our website, thelonghaulpodcast.com, for more interviews. So we're with Pat Phelan here, the uh, fellow Corkman entrepreneur. Pat, you're in uh, New York the last couple of weeks, opening a couple of uh, locations. Congratulations, first of all. How are you getting on? We're great. Tough kind of getting there. Sorry. Yeah. Tough kind of getting there. You know, construction yeah. was very hard. When you think when we open clinics in Ireland or the UK, it's five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Here it's seven months. It's a joke, wow. isn't it? So it's really hard. And it's the, sorry not to jump straight in, but just even with bars, like for me, like open. Are you talking about like the legality of getting stuff done? Permits, everything. The permit I, is a joke. Like. I was in Miami. We have two. In, we have two open in Miami, and we were in Miami a few weeks ago. And a guy came in a suit, and I said to me, "Okay," he said, "I'm here to inspect the speaker wires." Fuck off, Jesus! And you're going. Is that so much real job? Oh, I was waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> so now what we do is we open, we put in the speakers afterwards. But I was going to say the Wild Wild West type of thing. You've probably done everything legit because, like, you don't have to say either whether you do or you don't. But going on the time you did, generally speaking, what happens here with a lot of the places is they block up the windows, apply for the permit, and try get as much work as they can done within reason, demo or stuff like that. But then the whole time you're praying for this permit to come. Yeah. Like, yeah. I and think I think that's the worry because we have investors and everything is not you, you our own money anymore. Yeah, you, you can't know, just we be have doing to that. be really careful. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to go, you know, we're doing a place out in Brooklyn. We were out there yesterday now. And it has to be stripped out. And I was kind of going, you know, will we jump to go now on the demo? Yeah. And the guy's on, no, no. 
It kind of, yeah. You I, have to wait. Yeah, like, yeah, he is right. It, it, it could bring if, the whole thing if down. If we jump the gun and then you're waiting six months and a fella thinks you're taking the piss out of him and you're stuck then. Yeah. So we'll keep going anyway. But like, so we have two here. We opened the other night with a good old party. It yeah, I was down there last week in, in the Soho crack. location. It was packed, Pat. Packed. Jesus, nice very crowd, impressive. Lovely yeah. crowd. Um, and, well, our investors, two of them are in New York, so they sent a good crowd, Gangels and Greycroft, and uh, we're hopefully we're on schedule to open for the 9th of December in West 23rd, oh, yeah. just around the back of uh, Eatley there, and then we go from there to Houston. Very good. Back to Brooklyn, back to Greenwich Ave, back to Fort Lauderdale, and Did that'll give she- us... Did we tell anyone what you actually do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have it in the intro. Okay. <laughs> You're making people look younger. Well, I don't do anything. I, I'm just kind of the the, the My partner's telling me that too. Business, uh, kind of, you know, the tech style. We have two partners. They're brilliant. Uh, and they're both doctors, James and Brian Cotter. Okay. And they kind of, you know, they were doing it six years before I arrived. And I arrived and thought, wow, this is amazing. And I'd be friends with James he's got the same gym many years ago Tony Martin's place in Fitness yeah, Street yeah 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 and uh, I thought Jesus this can really scale because I was just home from here I sold the company there to TransUnion the credit bureau and came home and wasn't sure what was next and saw what the lads were doing it was incredible and they were still working as doctors if you want to Botox you could drop in any time yeah and uh, I thought this could really scale and put a few quid in and we started it off and then I went out in the road raising. As I'd done it a few times already and um, we'll have we'll have twenty five clinics by Paddy's Day all over the world. That's brilliant. Uh, Mayfair in London. <coughs> we got the keys for Richmond yesterday in London. We're opening in Hampstead. We're opening another one in Notting Hill. That'll be four in London. Five or six in New York. Three in Florida and 17 at home 17 in Ireland yeah jeez we've come a long way haven't we in Ireland isn't it the stigma of like getting anything done like if you got a bad haircut years ago lads look, look at that gobshite but like if you think about fellas you know you went training 15 years ago and the fella pulled out a moisturiser you're going like I know 100% where did they find him you said that last week and I was like oh, I remember pulling out the moisturiser <laughs> 10 years ago like, it was gel you know what I yeah, mean gel, because, I, because I knew we were doing this I asked a girl recently that works for us like you know do you know of any places in New York City straight out she said to tell me I'm not going to name her name but this girl's 29 30 and I was like just a bit like really and then I asked another young girl who works for us who's 25 and she goes I actually haven't done a shit but I plan to and you have to get ahead of it and all like and that's what and happens I, I was fascinated but it's changed that. dramatically when we started like when, when we really started it was like people my age yeah yeah who wanted to look younger hmm. but now it's kind of because of Instagram and social media and TikTok yeah, yeah. and it's, especially looking at yourself on the screen eight hours a day it's now gone really really about wanting to look better or kind of the best version of you rather than wanting to look sure. younger you know which mentally all round is a good thing sure it's great it's it, it's you kind know? of crossed over between almost maintenance health fashion and yeah. beauty it's kind of that mix because mm. you know if you were to say to someone who's 25 today oh do you buy that lemur cream they go, no i get botox yeah yeah it's gas isn't it so it's like but is it them um, so like you're so are, are you 
from what I hear, you're supposed to get it like <laughs> early on, as in uh, even to stop wrinkles it, it, even it, later it, on exactly, in life. Exactly, it's kind of that preventative one. No, yeah, it's the so big it's not just for us. Yeah. But when she said that to me, I was like, going, "Okay, I'm not disputing that." I said, "But it's an amazing sales pitch as well. Like, I'll get ahead of it." And, the other and if you have is, people thinking that, but it does make sense. The great thing about it is that uh, it only lasts for ninety days. That's what people missed. Yeah, yeah. So if you get it today, it's not like a haircut. You know, I need a haircut at the moment because the sides are gone long yeah, yeah. and it drives me mad. You're talking to two wrong people here. We've got man buns. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's if, if you're in a position where you get it, you're going to be getting it again in 90 yeah. days because it's completely gone. And it, it's kind of that feeling of well-being. Now, people budget for it, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a, great, I mean. it's a great business model for you. A great Pat, business it? model for us, and it's made of Mayo, so we're doing a bit for Enda as well. Brilliant. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so how many um, locations have you opened in, in America? And what's the, I, the goal was, I heard last week, and I nearly hit the floor, you said 180 locations. 180 to 200 we want to open. We now have one open in New York, another one opening in New York on December 9th. We have two open in Miami, one in Merrick Park, one in Brickell. We have uh, Brooklyn starting construction next. Um, Houston will open in early Jan. So we've got Houston. That's six. Two in Miami, six. Then we have just signing a deal on Greenwich Ave, uh, just next to the big Equinox there. Yeah, yeah. So you've got another 170 to go. That'll be seven. Uh, but we've, like, we'll be, I'd say we'll be somewhere around 35 to 40 by the end of next year Whoa. when we started four years ago. what's so different than using say peachy was the gear one she told me about i don't peachy, know yeah that's that's one uh, of them. just trying would that be a, that'd oh, be a competitor obviously or um, just kind what of, do you do different that they do well we're very medical driven yeah with the, the doctors, owners are obviously. doctors so yeah, yeah. we're always you know we've no clients we've no okay. customers everyone's a patient okay you're treated like you're in a medical practice they look amazing like, yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about anybody else, obviously, but like, no, but I know what normally you mean. they kind of look like doctors' clinics, whereas ours looks like high kind of fashion statements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which and to your point is what it is. What ha- what happens with Peachy and what happens with Plump and a number of others is that when you go in there, they kind of estimate these units that you need, and then you come back in two weeks and they estimate more units. Whereas with us, we tell all our prices are on our website. It's very transparent, and when you come back in two weeks, that's on us. There you so go. it's kind of a different business model, and we only concentrate on injectables. We're not doing laser, we're not doing facials, any of that stuff. It's wow. So is there two? Is it Botox and filler? Is the Botox filler? There's a, a fat remover called Kybella. You get it under your chin; it takes away. Remover. You know, if you have that kind of, it dissolves it. Okay. All right. Okay. Very good for men. Yeah. No, because you know, you, you know, when you're in a position when no matter how f- you, you see get, people and no matter how there. fit you are, yeah, yeah. there's that genetic thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, that takes away fat under your chin. It takes it for women the bingo wings. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes yeah. that away as well. Very. <laughs> this is a huge, uh, very popular treatment. All right. Very popular altogether. It's a uh, Kybella. It's called. We call it Slim, but it's Kybella. Mm. It's a drug. And the difference between filler and bo- filler is something that stays longer, isn't it? Filler is nine that's... months, so you could have, you know, volume loss. Yeah. Uh, or you could have, you know, the, oh, what's her name? The Kylie, have you heard of that? No. Listen, I know all this information that <laughs> I should never know. Is he a Limerick manager? <laughs> <laughs> Kylie is when, uh, you know how the, the Jenners yeah. have perfect jawline? Okay, yeah, That's yeah. filler. 
So they come down here with filler, yeah. square off the jaw, so the people's faces look more elongated, kind of Amazonian oh, almost. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big one as well. And then I mean, you have nose straightening. Like, geez. like it's amazing, but like, that's why the guys are there because this is kind of a serious business. Yeah, yeah. Brian mm. is here with me, so we're living together and just we got furniture today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to sit my sofa. <laughs> uh, Brian, Brian and me live together in Kips Bay, and James then looks after Ireland and England with All right, uh, okay. another doctor called Ocean. Yeah. So and there are two Cork lads as well, aren't there? Everyone's Cork. Everyone's oh, yeah. Cork. Nice one, lads. So you're protected, kind of. And I like that. Mm. You know, that I never have to worry about the medical practice. All yeah. I have to do is make sure there's enough money to scale it. Yeah, yeah. And that the marketing side is going really well. So you have the easy job. I have the easy job raising money in yeah. this economy. <laughs> we spoke about one of your investors earlier. One of your, he's, he asked me, Dasha, who's your favorite investor, if you know who he's talking about. I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he is your favorite. Uh, he mm -hmm. is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie Grant. Stevie, yeah, great lad. Shamrock Rovers and Preston. Yeah, I think he was with Sunderland as well or something. Sunderland. Yeah. Well, you've, uh, Stevie's an all-round, like... He, serious golfer as well like. serious golfer yeah, serious car nut yeah everything yeah yeah, everything. We were, uh, yeah he's, 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 he's got an incredible car collection but he's a good guy like he was yeah. talking to me this morning he's, uh, he keeps in touch all the time so I like him you know that's important for you obviously like because you can obviously get investors in I've little experience in it and stuff like that I've been very lucky with anyone I've been in business with but I'm nowhere near in that scale but when you're going to someone like that for a serious amount of money like when you see their phone ringing you or something like it's that. It's important that they trust you and you trust them. It's huge, and isn't it? And that they can back you up. Like, Stephen gave me an introduction a couple of weeks ago, like, that just changed the trajectory on something. Yeah. And it was just an introduction. And he's in my other company as well. And, okay. You know, he's uh, he's just a good supporter. So you have history, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a great, great supporter. And Liam Casey from Cork, who owns PCH, Mr. Yeah. China, Dan and Linda Coyley. Ray Croft, the VC up the street here in Very Madison, um, Bullpen in San Francisco, Montage Ventures in Menlo Park. So if someone approaches you to be an investor at this point, is it something you steer away from or you don't need? It's probably Not that you gone don't need. now. It's probably gone, right? But originally when you were looking for them. I sure listen, I'd take money off anyone. Yeah. But how did you get in with not never mind Stevie even like the one up in Madison like did you just well like my last company I, I I built this company myself and this guy called Chris Kennedy in Cork and uh, I decided that e-commerce was going to be huge and that there'd be loads of fraud you know how your cards defraud sure, and all yeah. that so we built this thing called Trustive and I moved here because all the customers were here mm. e-commerce banks etc and uh, someone introduced me to Greycroft. Okay. They put in the money, Notion Capital or London put in the rest of the money, and we were only three and a half years old, and we sold it for forty-four million. Good for you, man. So excellent. It was a so. Where's the next pay. big thing then? What's the next thing? What uh, do you think of crypto? I hate it. I'd say so. I hate it. I, I hate everyone in it. Yeah, yeah. I have no I'd belief. A, I had a feeling of that. <laughs> Just lost nine percent of my Coinbase shares yeah. again today. <laughs> But you did Top. invest in it, did you? I, I invested you in can't. Coinbase because I like the idea of the platforms. Yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah. But uh, I've I've never met a straight one of them, really? and I've never nobody has ever given me a single use for blockchain yeah, or for yeah. Bitcoin because if I need to send you money, I use Revolut. Sure. So I don't need. To, and then the the strength of the network is you know seven transactions a second. Like 
the credit, the banking network is there already. Sure. Unless you're a criminal, of course, and need to move anonymous money via Bitcoin. Yeah, true enough. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of going, working backwards, Pat, but I'd like to go back and then come back into your investments and how what made you such a good on, entrepreneur. You're from Cork. You're 58 now. You grew up in Ballyfian. 58. <laughs> <laughs> you, you told me last week. No, I said, what? 57. 57. My Wikipedia page has been updated as we speak. Luckily, I'm the editor here, so I can cut all yeah, these. Yeah. So you're 57, Pat. <laughs> 57 expert. You look great. How is that possible? That's not a wrinkle. <laughs> I said to one of, the, one of the doctors, no, I think I need a bit of a touch-up. She said, your forehead is like glass. <laughs> the shine uh, off. Uh, <laughs> well, I thought he'd give me a bit of yeah. blusher at least, yeah, so, you know. Don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> at least humour at least humor me, says you. <laughs> I used to a makeup woman, you know. When I, that time I did late, I did late late, you know. No, yeah. <laughs> You're not that That's our dream, Johnny, isn't yeah, it? It is, and it's hard. I did it late late. I did them all. <laughs> it's downhill now you're with in to, with to, when we with, sold with tubs, trust, with trust of, like it was a huge story yeah yeah. so they couldn't you know two lads from Cork like it's brilliant and uh, I did the late late I did Darcy right very good and and Brendan O'Connor who's who was my favourite love him I loved him he was great he his, was such a nice guy his radio show on a Saturday Sunday morning is amazing yeah yeah I, I, I really Lord of Mercy and Marion Finucane yeah, brilliant away, as well. But the only thing, the only beneficiary of it is that Brendan is yeah, on there. Yeah, he's every great, you know. He's excellent. And, and he's I, I, diehard I didn't, Cork as well, isn't I didn't he? know he much it. about him. Then he said he went to the man. Yeah. Said, mm, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love him. I think he's brilliant. <laughs> he's Bishopstone, isn't he? Is he? Bishopstone, I think, yeah. I think oh, he, he went to the, the man. Did he? I think so, yeah. The man is the north side. North we all have our own problems. Yeah, yeah. Where did you go to school? Deer Park in Greenmount. Oh, yeah, I was Crease Tree. Oh yeah, sure. All my buddies went to yeah, all yeah, my yeah. buddies went to Creasery, Brian and Dave O'Connor and all them. Pile of fashion, remember? <laughs> the leather jackets. <laughs> I do. Tell me, Pat, going back, so you went to school, did you do your leaving search to no, finish you? Nothing. Nothing. Um I suppose it was you know, I think in eighty one I did my enter. And uh they put me into the best class. I was in with the Went to Deer Park, aced the exams, Latin for three years. Jesus. Shite beaten out of me, my brother, whatever his name was. Table lad, table lad, table orum. Sorry, Pat, this is not Joe Duffy, but go on anyway. <laughs> I think he's probably dead. I think yeah. they expected us to be priests or something, you know? And uh, I went working when I was 13 in the English market with this guy, oh. Willie Beach, and I was a friend of my dad. So I used to be the butcher boy Wednesday afternoon and Saturday. 15 yeah. quid yeah. and uh, I loved it or I loved getting the money yeah, 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 <laughs> in yeah, yeah. the butcher going in there smelling and, uh, the market you, you um, it was kind of a trade yeah and uh, you know to get a trade in those days as a butcher like you look I was out in Brooklyn there a couple of months ago and I saw the trendy butchers and you're thinking Jesus I sure wish I'd have stayed yeah, at yeah, it know. and uh, you know became a butcher and that fell apart then recession and factories closed and all that and I'm working for my dad in Harp and, Harp uh, Bar and yeah, Bad I was Fian. a barman for years <laughs> and then I moved from there to moved from there to Yonabuy I was a manager oh, in Yonabuy with oh, Barry yeah. Collins and Peter and moved from there to the Lacey's I was the general manager in the Lacey's for oh, a good right. while and then moved to the UK and uh Got too fond of the drink then. So but you were a chef as well, weren't you? I was you? a chef afterwards. Way oh, later. right, okay. And uh, 
went back to catering college. Okay. Cert. Yeah. And CIT and became a chef, for sure. That explains the alcoholism. That explains the progression of the drink. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> a fellow who's a bar manager decides, you know, it'd be a great idea yeah. now. Get to the you back of the house. A chef. You should yeah. become a chef and there'd be no drink around. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and I worked, uh, I was a head chef in Taste of Thailand there in Bridge Street with a guy called Jim Ryan, probably broke his heart. Yeah. I was a good chef. And did, I you like, did you like it? I loved it, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was good. Um, yeah, really but good. Very common with the alcohol with the chef, but isn't well, it? Absolutely, it's unreal. They're a different, they're yeah, aloof, yeah. they're a different breed. I'd, I'd be cooking, you know, and we'd be doing like a very busy spot, you know, and the half empty bottles would be coming yeah, yeah. down. <laughs> Red wine, sure, yeah, white please. wine, yeah, yeah. any wine, you know, and like, yeah, it's uncle, you know. When I've heard stories, of, I've brothers in the industry and telling me stories bottles of vodka hid in the salads well listen was, I, I could tell you stories Everyone, there that like, make your hair stand up yeah. you know even my own story it's very common I mean? like it's uh you know i'd i'd be going home at night and i'd be trying to stay off it yeah you know and like i'll try and make an effort no try and make effort i'm not going to pub because i knew if i went to a pub i used to be out of control sure mm. and this was kind of the end i was going to a and i was not going to a and then all the fuckers from a up in patrick said they'd come down for a steak after the meeting and they'd be upstairs and the lads in the restaurants be saying, your buddies are upstairs, they're asking, can you come up to them? I'd be sneaking out the back door to the off license. And it's kind of like, I'd go in then and like at the end, I'd kind of, three naggins, three bottles of Diet Coke, empty out half the Diet Coke, pour in the vodka and drink the three naggins on the bus on the way home with me tips. Jesus you know you're trying to yeah. it's, it's the effort at the end you know like yeah, it's yeah. the effort just to, yeah, yeah just to think about it and i'm sure it, it i didn't give it up at all it gave me up in the end you know <laughs> that's a good way of putting it are we like were you messy messy on the drink no or did no, people... no no i just fall over fucking nuisance yeah 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 i was a nuisance in the end you know what i mean yeah yeah people didn't want to be around me like and you were married with kids at yeah, that yeah yeah absolutely and it gets you you know, the thing about the thing about alcoholism or any addiction, and once you're on your own, yeah, yeah, doesn't want anyone around you. Yeah, yeah. Once you're on your own, and it wants you to, it just wants to get you on your own, and you know, it uh, is very difficult, very difficult, and it's a hard road. But like, the one thing about it was, when it when it when it kind of decided to give up, I went to back to you again. Patrick said, you know, and like you were, every time you're going back, you're kind of going, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. And you're kind of welcome with open arms, you know. Yeah, yeah. And something happened this time. I don't know what it was. I was about to ask you, what was it? The store, there was a very weird. Was it a person? No, it was, there was a very weird thing. It, it was the Big Bang. Right, yeah, yeah. 1999, 31st of December. And I woke up at home. And I, I don't think I've ever told anyone on this, but I woke up at home and I was hallucinating. Wow. I woke up on the sofa and it was 4 a.m. I'll never forget it. And I walked out of the front room and I was walking on snow. Oh, way. You know that noise? Yeah. yeah. And my head was telling me, sure, isn't it? how could it be snow in the house? And I remember I, I looked up the stairs and all the icicles were coming down. Fucking someone really feed you, didn't I? It was just like I was looking, going, "This is completely off," and that was it. Well, 
but at least you had the awareness I to think see I, yeah. that, that there was something off. My head was gone and, you know, you it, was, it was a long time. And then I got into A on the 17th of January 2000. Patrick said, I was just, I came around and I stuck it out. And I love it. I love it. It's It changed everything. Like Yeah, I've been in there. Yeah, it's a great meeting. Yeah, yeah I was there with a friend of mine once. He asked me to want to go to it and he said, this is raw in here. Oh, listen. This is pretty the, raw. The lunchtime meeting's there at one o'clock. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many punch-ups I've seen, Like, really? but the nighttime meetings then at eight o'clock are incredible. Yeah, yeah. That was the one I was in. And uh, those people there just fucking helped me when I couldn't help myself. Like, I just couldn't. But that's what I'm saying. There is always someone, isn't it? Like, I, 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 I don't to go to meetings. I'd give the odd time. My, I text my brother sometimes and or someone and he'd say to me oh look up to there's one up there and it'd be a brilliant one it'd be this like it is great like, I mean I don't go much anymore you fly you float when you come out and but like you know I'm very close to the people that I got sober with yeah I think that's kind you of know, what happens doesn't it Ian is in LA yeah End is in hmm. but you know, isn't it the, you know that gang of us that came in together Dominic Sandrada you know there's just that gang of us that came in together but you find your later in life and I even said this to Michael when I know he's off a few years now but you kind of find yourself around people more whether it's intentional or accidental that are similar to you yeah. without even orchestrating it yourself you know what I mean and, like and I, I, would, I have friends that drink and they all and I hope they sure, remain drinking of they all drink, drink but I was blessed but I'm still around a lot of people yeah. more than I ever was that don't drink now yeah and I ha- like the other thing as well the one thing that I was blessed on because I have a job and excuse me and I have to go out at night and there's mm-hmm. events yeah and especially when you were in it, when I was in tech with Trust, there's always shows and the web summit and all this kind of thing. The one thing that I, that I was blessed on was I still have the ability to go into pubs. Yeah, you're yeah. very lucky. Because friends of mine who got sober. Never. Never. But do you think Ireland, I've had this conversation loads of times, do you think Ireland is a bit of an issue with that as well? Because people in Ireland I find are very strange around people that don't drink yeah like it becomes like if you're in New York here and I've probably told this too many times on the podcast if you're in, if you're in New York and you walk into a pub one of the lads say what are you having if you said you were having a soda the man wouldn't think anything about it like generally speaking yeah. they don't whereas I feel at home and I'm not knocking them but I think it's so much harder at home to be sober than it yeah, is I, in, I, don't in go, New- I don't go out much at home mm. yeah I find I it much harder at home yeah I, 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 I just it's not me seeing you know yeah that is annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Yeah, no, I can, I can do it. But I, people say to me all the time, oh, "You're lucky. At least you can go out." But I realise I don't actually go out that much. Yeah, I don't outside either. of I my don't own, either. And I always, outside of the two bars, I, I don't. always have the Irish goodbye. You know? Oh, the Irish. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Where did you yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You were just getting fruity now. You just told me that story for the third time. Yeah. No, no, but like I love being around people having the crack. Like, yeah, I don't I want do this to sound like that we're bashing. Like, I love being around. Listen, them. but there is a point in the night I feel at home. But it's only alcoholic, not them. But I feel that they probably had a point where they nearly want you gone. Yeah, yeah. You know, thank God. He's but don't gone. ever be. Get but obviously, don't be that asshole the next morning. Jay, you want to focus on you last night? You but need to come yeah. to a meeting. I find <laughs> I find it with Americans here. If you go somewhere and they not if you're in a restaurant or you're ordering something, but if you're with friends or whatever, they're like, uh, "What's he having? Oh, he's not drinking." They kind of they look at you <laughs> yeah. with two heads, like as it, the next question is, "Have you been to rehab?" Yeah. Kind of a thing, like. And I was yeah. for, for me, like I I, I just went off at uh, yeah. <laughs> nearly at his, at his urging I wasn't down. it was it was do you think that's them looking at you because complex. of the cliche of the Irish thing or is I it think just it's here I think here the second is if you're off drink here it's 
But the minute you mention you're Irish, like, can you? But that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they got. Yeah, that's what they look for. That has to be a story. Like, I have more people that say to me if there's someone that doesn't drink, don't trust that one. And they genuinely say, but they say it to me, and then they say, yeah, but at least you did drink, Johnny. That fucker never drank. He's fucking smart, isn't he? He's smart. But I find it. It's with your own friends as well. Once you got got to the point that, like, after three months, it was like I'm off it now. And you're staying off it. No one asks me anymore. But I know for people who may struggle to go off it, and they they find themselves in events there, they have to go to birthday parties. How uh, would you have one? Have one? And I know they'd probably have the one. Yeah. yeah. And it's good night. Then. Oh, I've said, there's a friend of mine now recently. He's gone and started his own bit. He's doing very well for himself. And he's, him and his wife have tried something, and it's gone great for them. And I've seen him in here recently, and he holds a bottle of Corona in his hand, oh. and I just said to him, "I said, why are you doing that?" And he goes, ah, you know. And I've seen him just taking the odd drink out of it. Now he's not. He he. I was about to say he's not an alcoholic, but he he had his issues. But he to focus on business. But he's so happy he's up. But I said, them lads don't really give a shit. Like, yeah. stop thinking that they yeah. actually are looking at you. They're I remember, not. I remember one night I was in Vegas at a a telecoms thing years ago, and uh, someone was getting around to drink. So I said, a Red Bull. He got your vodka Red Bull got me double vodka red sure, bull yeah. and i was gasping vegas you know at night as yeah. hot uh, drank it yeah, yeah i took a good a good hit of it <laughs> did the bollocks know what he was doing no it was accidental okay. oh, yeah. and uh, the same thing happened to me at the uh, sisu christmas party two okay. years ago god give me a vodka and coke yeah no i i spat that out but this yeah. i drank and i got an awful fright because you thought, here we go. I, yeah. I thought, like, there's going to be something re-triggering. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not that. I heard uh, Demi Moore on a podcast there a few, about a year ago with Rob Lowe. And she was sober for, let's I think it was genuinely 20 years plus. And she, she tripped, you know, she and she went back <coughs> on it for a few weeks or months, whatever it was. And then went off it again. But she says she struggles so much now with saying how many days she's off it. It kills yeah. her. I remember, kill, I remember a, ver- a very good friend of mine drank after 27 years. Wow, that's oh. dangerous. I never forget it. I never forget it. The person, obviously I won't name them, but they came back into the meeting. I've never seen someone so destroyed in my life. Yeah. And it took them years. But years, mind? like. Whoa. And that person now, uh, that person was so good to me. Yeah. But that shows you how vulnerable, that shows you how easy it is. Yeah. Like that could and like be the other thing is, you know, if you, like, you, can you imagine, oh, I'm, I'd be, whatever, 20, 23 years in January. Whoa. Imagine if I started again. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think that's the issue a little bit with it? This is what I felt for her. I was thinking that shouldn't be a hindrance on her. Like, it's nearly like, I'm trying to word it. It's not like it's an ego thing. Oh, I'm 23 years. Like your friend that stumbled after all them years. That shouldn't define him then, that he's feeling that it's a crutch then, that he started. Yeah, you but know it's a little bit of the American thing with the badges and the days. And oh, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, remember, oh, yeah. I remember getting... The coin. I, I was out in America, <laughs> and one of the young fellas I was kind of pals with, or kept an eye on him, he was like five years sober, so I said, you know what I'll do? I'll go down and buy him a coin, because you wouldn't get coins at home at all. Mm. So I got him a coin, anyway, and this great buddy of mine, I was sober, like, I don't know how long, way longer than me, and tough old, he says... Them all American things you wouldn't want to be bringing them in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought you were going to start a business. You're going to be selling coins and cars. Selling off. coins and car lots, and yeah. uh, so like I think it's the I never say how long. You know what I mean? But they say yeah. the days here. They just and say I think the days, when yeah. you're at the meetings, then it's kind of mm. hard. Like. That's what I mean, and that's what she felt. She yeah. felt that it's funny you say that about the American thing. I have a good friend of mine. He's from Limerick, 
he doesn't live in New York, so I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about him in this way. But his brother was him or his brother, whichever one of them it was. But they'd been at the meetings in New York and they've been doing them for a while or something like that. And when they get up at the end and they do a bit, you know, the prayer, the speech or something yeah. like that. But in America, they go to hold hands. So then your man tried to hold the fella's hand in Limerick and you got the fucking head punched off him. And he's like, sorry, you're touching me. You're not a fucking American now, buddy. <laughs> what about your story that you had earlier about the, the meeting you went to? Oh, I went to one in Houston and I wasn't feeling the best this years ago. And I, I, I had this company called Cubic Telecom. And I was done working with uh, HP in Houston, trying to put SIM cards into their laptops and trying to get the laptop connected, workbook connected or something it was called. And I wasn't feeling the great, the best, you know. And I said, Jesus, I better go to a meeting. And there was no Uber then. And the hotel got a cab. And I got into a cab and I said, to fella, there I'm going down. I want to go down there. He's like, are you sure you want to go down there? I said, yeah. I said, no, no, that's, that's a bit Wild West down there. So I went anyway and... Got into a meeting anyway, and it was like a prison. They all yeah. in. Jesus. And Jesus, I went in, it was an Irish priest, and of course, like, I was so mad. The Irish priest said, will you do the chair? So I'm not a bother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up anyway doing the chair, trying the clue, like, it's a halfway house, like, you're out of jail or you're recovering or whatever. Yeah. And the second fellow I asked, I said, do you want to talk to her? He says, uh, yeah, I'm ex, and uh, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict, and I'm paedophile. The fellow behind picked up the chair and smashed it straight into his head. <laughs> but there was cheers everywhere. And your man sneaks me out the back door. And I, I came out and go, jeez, I'm not that bad after all. <laughs> that was just all you was, needed. Was, that right was going on in my head coming yeah. into that meeting. You That's know? all you needed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but it's great. Like I, I went, uh, I've gone to meetings in San Paulo. I've gone to meetings in Medellin, Bogota, yeah. India. Deadly. Why do you just are you do you need a feeling urge to go every every couple of months that you need to No, I just oh. go when I feel like it. Oh, yeah. I just go when I feel like it. But like I, I have a kind of a good old, you know yeah. higher power and all that. Yeah. And uh I'd say a prayer every night like. All right. But in the early days you'd have been Oh, I'd have been two a day, lashing them in. Two yeah. a two a day for ninety days. Yeah. And then I think I nearly did two a day for two years. Yeah, I'd have people close to me oh. now that would have been something similar. And they would like even go to one before afraid, work. Like, yeah, well, that's what it is, isn't it? But so I, what? If I used to go to one before. If that's what it I takes, used to go to cares? one before. I was a chef, as I said. Mm. I used to go to one before work, mm. and then if if I was off, I'd go to the nighttime one as well. Yeah, but like it was just that blanket. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't even about it. It was about the people. You totally. meet someone, you might hear something, and oh, that's all it takes. You are, you always floated out anyway. Yeah, like, but that's what it is. That's what it is like. Yeah, and I, I, I was in Dublin a lot with phone cards and all that, and I'd always go to Sheriff Street. I yeah. kind of was attracted to the. Yeah, it was the same at the end of the drink. You know what I mean? You were sure, attracted yeah. to, to the, the madness. madness. That's madness. Into Sheriff Street, that kicks totally, off yeah. as well. You know. Yeah. So how did uh, from there then, Pat? How did you get 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 yourself back together? And were you what were you working at when you went off? Did, were you still a chef? chef and chef. did you pack up the job and then do something I else? Was or I was kind of techie. I was always an odd kid. And were you all always entrepreneurial, nah, business like? Oh no, no. I but I was always techie. an odd kid. Okay. You know, I was a punk and new romantic and the hair dyed blonde and you can imagine now my dad was running the harp like and I used to have eyeliner blonde hair at all the front fucking poor man and what were you doing Tom? patent shoes and handmade zoot suits and all the headbangers that be in the harp and you're going around and they'd like be that. all there and they'd be going oh. for love. <laughs> where did you find them oh, and dad. I'd be behind the counter yeah. and the harp would be here all dyed blonde like and my dad run, and the harp was like tidy at the time you yeah. know what I mean it'd be lively 
And uh, but I was then I got into CB radio and I used to be building amplifiers and putting stuff up in the roof and Sinclair ZX81 computers, but it all kind of fell away then. And uh, then I was I was getting sober. I was working with Jim Ryan, and we couldn't find any chefs. And this was the time where you could get the old work permits easy enough in Ireland. Yeah. So we started a recruitment company. So what year is this, Pat? Uh, 2002, right. one, two, something okay. like that. Two, 2002, yeah. 2003. And uh, it was all vague. Like. So um, we bought a load of chefs and kitchen porters in from Bangladesh. We knew a guy in Malaysia. They'd all fly in and we did really well out of it. And one of them used to ask me, how do I phone home? And I opened uh, one of these phone centres. There was none. Internet but I'd cafe. See, internet cafe. So I'd seen one in London. And uh, I opened one in McCurtain Street. Eight computers, eight phones, connected phone up to, it was called Worldcom at the time. Do you remember? Yeah. They went bust. <laughs> and I hooked all the phones up. And I was just like, and then I got computers. And it was the kind of the first internet cafe. It was above McCurtain Street left called mm. Talk World. And then I opened more and more of them. And then they wanted to make phone calls from home because, you know, you can't stay open all night because yeah, yeah. they were all working in hospitality. And then I built a phone card company totally. and that did really well. You know, I was trying to figure it out as you go on a computer. And, and then uh, I was traveling all the time, buying direct routes for the phone lines. So the phone card was like you top it up and then... Yeah, you, yeah. do you remember? You, yeah, you, yeah, you'd yeah, make yeah. a long distance, scratch the card, IDT. Oh, yeah. huge. So you, brought, huge. You, ba- you brought them to Ireland, basically, didn't Yeah, you? Oh, so oh. I bought phone cards to Ireland and uh, that went really well. And we had distributors everywhere and I was buying direct <coughs> into the Philippines and making up names for phone cards, Muba High Philippines. Yeah, yeah. they Bom- huge, sure. Brazil. <laughs> and uh, but then I used to be traveling all the time and I did get huge roaming bills and then the phone cards died and the phone cards were dead, killed by that like yeah, yeah you know like I remember living in London in the 80s and you'd get coins sure yeah the beeps ma'am the beeps sure. see you later fucking Jerry Conlon calling home there <laughs> exactly <laughs> and my buddy used to have this thing it was a painters used to use it for uh, our our, our uh, Brickies used to use it for straightening the... Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Phone, into the phone. Oh, it's back up. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two phone calls that week. And uh, and then I'd, ro- I'd, I'd huge roaming bills, so I decided I was going to bring about the end of roaming. And I built this company called Cubic Telecom, and we got licenses with Liechtenstein and whatever, and I, you were able to avoid roaming. So people used to buy my SIM card and travel the world. Brilliant. And... Uh, that was huge. That was huge. We did mm. very well. And then roaming ended. Mm-hmm. And I'd say we were a good part of Don't Follow Roaming. And uh, that turned into the largest IoT supplier in the world. So that now runs all the connectivity and Skoda, Porsche, Tesla, and a number of others. And I sold that. And then we used to phone cards on, or sorry, we used to SIM cards then, Ryanair. The right, Ryanair yeah, yeah. phone card, that was us. And uh, we'd load the fraud, and Chris used to work for me, and uh, we built a fraud company, and it's kind of problem solving all the ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Trustev, was it? That was Trustev, and sure, that would kind of set us up then, you know. Yeah. You saw that then, you hit the jackpot. Hit the jackpot with that, uh, did really well, and uh, that was the one that kind of, you know, set you free, like. Yeah. 
And then, uh, so what are you talking then, 2017, 18, is it? 17. And, what, and then how, when did Sisu come along? I did two years then uh, after selling it, uh, TransUnion. Oh, or, they, were, they weren't public at the time. They made me the EVP of global fraud suits, you can imagine now, like. Coming from startup world to Chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. with a load of, uh, we'll talk about the planning now for the next fifteen months. Like, what? <laughs> Jeez. So I was in there as the EVP at Global Fraud, then travelled the world with them. Brilliant education, and uh, I was backwards and forwards them meeting James all the time. They're going really well, and that they their business was called Visage, and they had three clinics, uh, one in Cork. One in Dublin and one in Killarney. And then convinced them that the three of us should go together. And, uh, and did you know them beforehand? I knew James or, for yeah. 20 years. I, oh, right, okay. I was trained with James in Tony Martin's gym at Fitton Street. Mm. And um, that's Sisu. And then during... Uh, so that's like going exceptionally well, working hours. It's my job, like. And then during lockdown... We um we had to close everything, so I was bored, and uh, we set up an e-commerce business for all the facial creams in the clinics with loads of stock, and I used to cycle in every day from Killeen's to town, because you couldn't get past the guards, the guards were down outside the commons, <laughs> I bought a bike and I'd cycle in, and I used to go in and train with Tony, Tony Martin, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, Tony used to prick my finger to test my blood, for watch your glucose, watch your glucose, so I test that anyway, and I'm going like, "Wow, is he doing that? Sure, I can walk out of here and have a bag of chips. It'll be gone again yeah. tomorrow." So I said, "Tony, we could make something of that." So I, I started building that, and that's now called Limbo. You got that in my your arm. arm, yeah. And it tells me all my blood sugars and what I should eat in real time. So we built a big team for that now. Wow. Uh, we raised six million a couple of months ago. Shaquille O'Neal. You were saying that, yeah. Uh, Shaquille. He's an investor in a... He's an investor. Hoxton Ventures out of London who were Deliveroo, Dark Trace, all the food crowd. They're the highest uh, highest amount of IPOs in any... Highest amount of IPOs in any UK investors. And Stephen and a number of others. Huh. Liam Casey, Dan Coyley. And uh, that's going really well as well now. So what, it's a patch and is it... Is it's, it... A, it it's, um, it's a sensor in my arm that's transmitting to my phone. And, and to an app. And it's talking to my app, and it tells like like yesterday. I give an example, weird one. Um, we went to Soul Cycle, me and Brian, and it was a desperate hard class. Uh, we're there now, we're at eight hundred and ninety calories, and I came out of there, and I got a. Brian was getting um, what's it called? I haven't had one for years. An almond milk, oat milk. Okay. So I got a coffee with an oat milk. I said one of them as well, thinking it's nothing, no sweet, no sugar, no nothing. I drink the oat milk, my blood sugars go from 4 to 12. Fuck. thing is full of sugar. Yeah. And then, of course, when it goes up that fast, it crashes worse. And then you feel going, oh, I don't know what I'm eating. And it's loads of stuff like that. Protein bars, you might as well have a Mars bar. Yeah. yeah. Loads of other stuff where you're going, Jesus, I never knew that was in that. A great buddy of mine now, she, she was drinking, um, you know, the coffee, the Keurig's. Yeah, yeah, just the an almond, an almond yeah. curry, and uh, blood sugar jumping off the chart with it. It's all shite in them, isn't there? I was every, drinking the coconut But you don't know what's in anything. But, you till, in but you're eating your diet then, and this thing is telling you that's a good choice, that's a bad yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now would be a good time for a walk, and it's it, it's going now about 
12 months and the average weight loss of anyone in is 14%. It's it, it, average. Average with no diet advice or no training advice. Wow. We just say stay in the zone. There's a blue zone. Yeah. Just stay in that. And if you find something that makes a jump, don't do that again. Wow. And then like it, it then we start like as you're on it longer, we start giving you what are called theory nudges. Right. So we're nudging you, hey, today be a great day for a cold shower. Hey, why not do a 25-minute walk right now? And you're kind of giving all real-time advice. Yeah. Uh, what just happened? So you get a push message, because if it elevates by a certain percent, and it's just like a message all the time, but it's a coach on your arm. And how much is it if you were to get it to get <clears throat> per month? Or how, um, how do you it's do it? 900 quid for the first month and 250 a month thereafter. Right. But you get a scale... A, state-of-the-art scales state-of-the-art watch all the sensors yeah. all the transmitter and that's a medical device you know i didn't build that medical yeah, yeah, device, yeah. but i built the transmitter yeah so it's a huge like oh, we it could fascinate it could, good it, for you don't you yeah I've like uh, pancreas issues and stuff oh and sure then, listen yeah. i'll get you out okay but it yeah. can end this can end obesity if you think of what type 2 is going to cost all the health services 100 percent. it'll it'll be that'll you know what now i had to spend that's nothing compared to what yeah. type two is going to cost the health service do you ever sit down and just watch the netflix show and just not say to yourself oh, well like you're going to build something there you're going from <laughs> one thing to another there to another but they're all Pandemic things that, in your but they're things I but like, your brain obviously just as always it's all so problem solving wait here he, 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 he read how many books a week do you, do you read that i hear on a podcast four to six i thought oh, i read no. I, I listened I, it was three you do I, four I, to I, six. I read a lot I it's read good. a lot. I find it very relaxing. Yeah, I don't well, like TV. Right. I'm not into it. I, I, That's I, handy I, considering you just got furniture and how you don't need a TV. Uh, but it? it's like, no, we have one. We had a huge one. We can't. Yeah. We had an awful job. <laughs> the TV came so from the Phoenix, a 65 inch TV inside oh, the back of an Uber. Classic. Up to Kips Bay, two fellas with all the bags. Or like, you know, it's like typical it's Irish. Classic you know, New York as well. Furniture rented. Love it. Avoid the agent who got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you test a lot of that as well? Like your four books there. I know I was bringing it back to the alcohol thing, but like keeping yourself busy mentally there through all that. Like you know when you go. But back I love the reading because I, I think the reading. I'm mean, just reading now. I was reading on the subway there. This one, the Kings of New York. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. It's about the the property developers, right? Tish and yeah, Steve Ross and related and Hudson and. Yeah. It's the whole story of how New York was built by the big developers, Spare, and and you're reading it, and like you're just, it's taking you out of that, you know, because we're all stuck on these, yeah, and it's so it. bad. Like, did you see the stat today or something with kids in Ireland? Was it nine year olds or so? Over fifty percent of nine year olds have smartphones. Sure, I've, I couldn't believe it. I've a, I've a grandson that age, mm. Arthur, and uh, you know he's looking for a phone now. Yeah. But, I, but I saw I was down in the house a few weeks ago and. Uh, Mam, can I have your phone? Mam, can I have your phone? Yeah. Can I have your phone? And yeah. it's like that dopamine hit mm. where you're like, and like, I genuinely, I obviously I have to be on social media because sure, it's part of business, but, it's part yeah. of work. But like, I, I, I kind of am over it. Mm. I'm kind of over it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's kind of thing where you're going, this is actually controlling me now. Mm. Yeah. You definitely get sucked into it. Like I looked at, I, I looked at it drains. there. Do you, get the, drains, do you get the message Sunday, like where it Screen. says, you spent X hour. Oh, yeah. Scary. Mine last week was nine hours. 
Yeah, mine would be about nine hours a day. On your I think mine would be about eight average. I'd love yeah. to see Laura's. But you imagine? <laughs> yeah, but at least Laura but, can put it down to But you yeah. imagine? Yeah, 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 you imagine and... if this was gone? It's a bit like kind free of, time you, when you when you think about uh, the pandemic and we were all locked in the houses. We're all going to make huge changes. Yeah. It's going to be all different now. Yeah, sure. And we're all the same. Yeah. And if you think about it, imagine if someone said to you, and we're all busy. Imagine if someone said to you tomorrow, I'm going to give you 56 hours a week back. Sure. You still work. Yeah. But when you ever forget you... it somewhere and you leave it somewhere, there are your immediate reaction shit. But when you know it's safe and it's there, you think, nice. Yeah. Like if you go to Augusta, this is like a... There's no phones. It's the only place in the world where I have been. Like I wouldn't. Oh, bother. There's no phones on the course. No phones allowed, that. and I wouldn't even bother if you like. They have guards walking around in among the crowd. They couldn't be nicer to people. But if you were seen with a phone, and that ticket that you got is allocated to somebody, so somebody got you that ticket you bought because they're not. They're supposed to be patrons, so they're yeah. not supposed to be sold. So, like, let's say Michael Dorgan has a ticket in his family for years, and he gives it to somebody, and blah blah blah, and I I get it through some company. Basically, there will be some responsibility that'll come back to me if I'm thrown out of Augusta, and that person generally could lose their ticket. But I swear to God, lads, that lovely feeling of not having it for that yeah. whole period of time, and then you realise you're not that important. You get out and you've only I three texts. I keep thinking texts, about it like you've missed, missed nothing. You've missed nothing. You missed yeah. nothing. You realise it. One of the girls is downstairs. There's a neighbour of mine from home, and she left her phone here last night. So she only picked it up this afternoon. I said, it's nice, isn't it? We literally just yeah. said that. Yeah. I, I'm always saying that when this is done. So I'm just going to go back to the Nokia and they can, with, with, with WhatsApp. Yeah. So that they can get me if they need so like 32, 10. Yeah, 3210. Yeah, 3210. So I, I had a 6310, I remember I loved it. <laughs> the gold one in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a real business one, wasn't it? Business one. What was your high score on Snake? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd love to get a game of Snake on yeah. the phone. So, but like it's, I don't know, they, they just control us a bit too much. Yeah. yeah. I always keep mine face down. Hmm. Because I know my head, if it was face up, I just couldn't. I, I, I'd be give it to me. So Where is it when you go to bed? Extra bed. Yeah, put off. Turned off completely. Turned off completely. What's I don't think al- I've ever what, turned mine off. What's your alarm oh. then? What do you use for an alarm? He just Should wakes the up. Phone works. I'm five thirty. He's a fucking non-drinker, man. He wakes huh? up. <laughs> the phone, <laughs> but you can turn not not turned off. Airplane mode. Oh, airplane. Yeah, oh yeah, I do Airplane that. mode with five thirty alarm. alarm. I would do. I'm up before the alarm. I would do it always. Do you not remember famous uh, David Ferty or Paul? No, it was David Ferty said. He said, if it had known that I was going to get no sleep, I would have never give up the drink. Like. <laughs> Nobody told me I'd be awake yeah. at half fucking four but in the I morning. But I detest it. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't like it anymore. I have to say, since I put that screen thing on my phone, when I see that on a Sunday, I'd be disappointed in myself as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I, 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 oh, Yeah, yeah. Sick. I think mine was... But like, I had one, if, I'd won a couple of months ago that like, uh, I was... This is insanity. Mm. I think it was 10 hours 47. When you think you slept in that same day. A day. And you slept slept that day as well. Yeah. yeah. So you're just going like, it's. and the other day I really worry about the kids with the iPads and stuff. Yeah. There's no avoiding it. What they talked about on the radio today is because they're saying, yeah, there is this element of like, okay, you want to correct it. But then you don't want your kid to be the odd one out. I know. And then he's left out of the group. And then there's the peer pressure because they're not, he's, he's not, not in the WhatsApp group. He's not in the WhatsApp group. Yeah. And then the click starts in school and he's not part of it. But it's also the fact that everything is done on it. So yeah. like you're, he's going to, he technically, or he or she could be technically behind if he gets his first so smart, uh, smartphone at yeah. 16. And, like I, and the rest I of it. There computer, is some schools you know, that insist on you having them for certain things. I work on the computer as well. So God only knows how long yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, staring yeah, at screens. Yeah. What's the plan? So with um, Sisu, Pat, and what's the plan for the future before you hang up the 
the app and stuff? I mean, is, we, is there a we, certain goal you want to get to the 200 I, locations? I think we and go then? to 200 locations. We're being really pushed for Australia at the moment. We're being really pushed for uh, UAE, the Gulf, Dubai. Wow. Um, but, like, you could put 20 of these in Manhattan and yeah. not even yeah, scratch true. the surface, you know. The population's here. Like, if we, if we can put 20 of these in Ireland with 5 million people... Yeah, like yeah. with 20 in Manhattan with 9 with 20 million. downtown you could with 20 downtown so I I think that's that and then you know the the limbo is only at the beginning of its curve you know what I mean I just they were sending me over the adverts there with Shaq the first lot of ad, yeah. social media adverts I'll show you later Deadly. like hilarious like Lytton who's one of my guys in marketing he, Shaq is going to eat um, one of the Starbucks uh, you know the drizzle cakes sure yeah, yeah. he's going to eat like, no <laughs> and he smacks it out of his hand and it's hilarious like but but like you know my date I, Rorick Bradbury who was my head of marketing I trust him as the CEO there there's a brilliant team so Cease who's my day to day job and then you know there may be half an hour or something spent, mm. spent on that every day and what did you see in Cease that was different to other uh, I think the guy the, the guys no one else you know what I mean patience this is all about medical practice. Why were there other companies doing it and oh, they were doctors? Loads. They were just and they were do- nurses. Dentists were doing it, were they? But dentists stuff? are fine because dentists, you know, they know all your facial yeah. anatomy. We have dentists and doctors. But like in Ireland, if I'm a mechanic and I do a day course, I can do your lips. Wow. And you can't do that here, obviously, because in this mm. in anesthetician license, aesthetician. Um, but in Ireland, there's no law, and we've been trying to campaign with the government, but we're getting nowhere. Because they go to England, they do a day course, and they'll fill you with fillers. Mm. There's, an optical, there's an optical nerve here, and get a thing called an occlusion, which is where you die. Fuck. There's veins through there, and like we have them constantly. People, there was another one this morning, because I, I just see it going around. Uh, hi, is there any chance so, someone there could dissolve my lips? I got them done somewhere, and they're after blowing up. Wow. Fuck. And you're going, well, sure, we can't because that's someone else's problem. Why are we? Why yeah. would we take it on? It's scary, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I hear horror stories from the plastic surgeons, in, especially in the regional now. But I presume the right. same horror stories are in Dublin, you know? And they're very likely that the majority of them are young people, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah, always young. Always they're young. My, my, um, too young, like. Some friend of my dad's rang me a few months ago about his granddaughter. Would, would we see her? And she came in and... I think it was James Sorry, said no she has to go to plastic surgery fuck she's only a kid only a kid but like for the sake of you know 50 quid I, I don't know how much because I never look I've no interest yeah yeah but like just people in Cork like doing it up over a hairdresser's in North Main Street mm. injecting I, I was just about to say this is like injecting into your face into your face like what are you thinking and it's madness and they've like done a day course but to be fair to the person that's going there well, they, I know they, they should do their, but do they think that, that there's a doctor up there doing that? No, I there's don't a reason think. they it, couldn't. Because there's a reason it was cheap, at that price, you know and I mean? it's above a bleeding butcher. It's like everything else, you know. Like mm. it's cheap. You know yeah. how many things have we all bought because yeah, they too, were cheap? Yeah, too cheap. It's cheap for a reason because it doesn't last cheap. or something. Good. So what do people all be going off to Turkey for? Do you ever hear ta- Hector talking about coming back from a plane oh, yeah, in Turkey, and he says all the lads would be on there with straps to be blood coming out? I was laughing the other day. I got my hair done years ago. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I got it done by a guy up in Toronto. Great job, brilliant. by the way. Amazing. Wayne Rooney should have went to that guy. He Yours is have. way fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
like we were in, we I think Brian was with me and we were flying to look at a clinic in London and uh, we got off the plane. I'm wandering around and Stance and all these fuckers come crash. towards me. Thought it was a crash. <laughs> like the living dead, you know, with all yeah. the blood. I've heard. And, and they were wearing bands, like headbands with the name of the place. But like, but if you think about it, like, hair, teeth, teeth is huge in Turkey. Huge, anyone. Breasts. That's just for the men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did they do reductions? And, they, <laughs> and they're doing, like, so here, teeth, um, breast enlargements, mommy makeovers. But now what's happening is they're going to Turkey to get uh, stomach sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's like, come on. That's dramatic stuff, you know. Dramatic, you know. And Remember the girl from Cork a few years ago? I think she was from Cork a few years ago. Who never told her husband where she was going. And for a surprise, she went to Turkey to get a boob job and she died. Oh my God. The oh, husband got a phone call. He thought she was in Dublin. He got a phone call. I think there was, died 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 a, there was a chap died with a, a nose rhinoplasty from Cork a few weeks ago as well. Fuck. In like, Turkey? In Turkey, yeah. Wow. And, and like, you're taking... You, it's the you Wild know. West, like, isn't it out there? But not only that, like, like the danger is, I don't know nothing about... I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'd give yeah. no one advice like that. But, like, if you're going under an anaesthetic... Yeah. That's a serious piece of yeah. That's not happening thing to be thinking about, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's you're in a different ballpark yeah. there altogether. Jeez, I never forget the pain of getting it done. I'd say so. Woody Woodpecker. Huh? How long does it take to grow to where it is now? Like, as in, you genuinely wouldn't know, and I wouldn't just say that. You know the way people, you'd know. Maybe it's because I knew them beforehand. Yeah. But you see some lads with the plugs. And yeah. Kind of. No, this fella's supposed to be the best in North America. Yeah. Um. It, it grew very quick. I was, I was amazed, you know. Yeah. Didn't have to do a whole winter sitting in the gap. Nah, lads, not coming out. Nah. <laughs> the old Twitter hat. Oh, you're not allowed to wear hats in there, or I won't be in there. Because Stephen Ireland famously got it done, didn't he? Did he? Oh, they were mocked. They were slack. That's all. So the story season. is this AirPod. But I presume, AirPod like, if you look at yeah. all, the, like, look, Springsteen, or, oh, who mm. knows? Of course. But, like, you know, yeah. just by chance, all of you two have perfect theories. Totally, yeah. Bono, you know? you're having a laugh, like. <laughs> but all of, like, you know, if you look, the Rolling Stones. Just yeah, by sure. chance. It's just a whole all, band happened to amazing. be fine. <laughs> yeah. All of perfect hair. <laughs> yeah, you know? it just happened to be. Yeah. Would you ever expand into that area? I really like hair and I really like teeth. I really like veneers, but I'm not a doctor and I'm not a dentist. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you weren't either in the other two businesses you're in, you're doing all right in the two. You <laughs> yeah, just need to start hanging out with a couple of dentists and a few but, hairdressers. But, but like, I do know, I do think hair is a, hair is a big business. Yeah. Big, yeah. big business. Much bigger than people think. So that's the next one. Stevie told me to ask you what's I'd, the next I, big I, thing, you know? Oh, yeah, you're good with trends, aren't you? Yeah, you I, seem I'm, to be good. Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with trends. I think I'm health, health and fitness. I think yeah, definitely. Like, when, when I was talking to the guys about, um, you know, coming on board and what was, what is CSU now, I was also looking at uh, classes. This was way before any of the gym classes and I was talking to two guys in Cork about building um, a fitness empire, but to only be classes. So I kind of seen Barry's starting in San Francisco and Orange Terry, mm. and I've said people want to be trained. People want to be trained. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. And the two lads didn't kind of see the size that I wanted to bring yeah. it to. Okay. But I do think that I think gyms might be a little finished, but I think classes are the way to go. Yeah. And then 
people love glasses. Laura and yeah. Taylor and Joan and all them. Yeah, yeah. So I love spinning, like. Yeah. I love, ca- they, I love cardio. The little yeah. I know, you're, I think you're, you're a tough trainer right. too, Pat, aren't you? you, tra- you I like train like a madman. I love it. I love it. But, I, but it's all cardio. So I'd like, I do this thing in Cork now called Bike Ski Row. And 45 minutes, 750 mm. calories. But I take my heart to 190, like. Mm. Maybe 200 if I push. Mm. And uh, it's just real good training, like, and you come out there dripping, and mm. it's enjoyable, you know. We, I try we, anything. I, I did a thing down there. Uh, what was that called? A climber with an R. Have you seen those? It's down in uh, by Fort Street, but I did it in Miami. You climb into this climbing frame, and the whole class climbs. Fuck lads! I thought my heart was going to come <laughs> out of my chest, like. Deadly. It's grand. Yeah. I I just love classes. I I did. I loved the kickboxing when we were doing it. With Laura, she she was in an I love kickboxing franchise there. For, oh yeah. Um, we we'll finish up there, Pat. Have you any advice for people like um, any entrepreneurs or business people, or just or just like people in general about looking after their money, or are you careful with money, or is there any kind of? I'm not a great spender. It probably came too late for me. You know what yeah. I mean? I've no mortgage. My kids have no mortgage, and all that kind of great stuff but I probably it probably came too late you know yeah. like uh, I have a nice car too late as in you're you're too much behind you I was to, to go bit, nuts I was like. probably a bit grounded to go nuts yeah, you know yeah, Bri- yeah. Brian and myself are all, are all Brian is always slagging me because I love cars yeah. I really everybody like has cars. to have something and br- like I have an X5 E yeah. plug-in I get a new one every year yeah, yeah. So I didn't get one this year because they couldn't make them. So I'm yeah, supposed I've to get them in. at the BMW. Yeah, I'm supposed the, to get it in January you now. Whatever, twenty three. Don't carry yeah. <laughs> Halley, give me a car. <laughs> and uh, but it's like, you know, I like the Mercedes AMG GT. I love the G wagon. Yeah. And Brian's going, "You're an idiot. Just buy the thing and get it out of your system." And going, "No, no, sure, that's my kids' money." Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, You're yeah. kind of going like. But it's good to be still a little bit conscious of that. You know what I mean? Because obviously fear of failure is what drives you. Of course. So even no matter how well you do there, you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's kind of also kind of, you know, I think Cork is a bit kind of, I remember him when he had fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? that was so, that's something like that. His dad gave him that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He stole that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's not yeah, even yeah, his yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, not even his. Yeah, and the other fellow who did it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I love that. You can't Cork, beat the car. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, I think that's that. everywhere. But I think in Ireland, Jen, yeah. there's no good sports person in Ireland whose brother wasn't better than him if yeah. he had but, but if you went down Patrick Street in the Porsche 911, oh, which I love uh. Porsche, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's crowned up with your losing <laughs> runners. Did you not hear, uh, not to Jordan, but uh, Daniel O'Donnell's wife, or wasn't Daniel O'Donnell's wife said that on uh, that Room to Improve show? So Daniel won't buy a new car for that reason. Yeah, he said because people will be in Donegal going, look at him getting ahead of his yeah, station. The man losing the run of himself. The man sold more records in America than yeah. you too. Yeah, he's entitled to go buy a yeah. maiden car. And that's the kind of way, like you yeah. know what I mean. Brian, a lovely car, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But like, and watches the same. No, Brian loves watches. Yeah, and I was on to Pat Keen, and, and I have a Rolex. Brian know where it is, so it's somewhere in the house. And like, I'd say I haven't seen it for years. I have a kind of an idea where it is. I don't want to go looking for it. And I was on to in case Pat, it's not there. <laughs> Pat Keen, this guy Pat Keen and Cork Keen sort of video was saying, I might buy an old Patek for myself. And he's sending me pictures. Oh, I, I'm getting this one in now. It's 47 grand. I'm going, 
hold yourself there. Have you not a base bottle or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all being robbed yeah. in London off of his hands. They're going, oh, I might forget about that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never kind of like, and it's funny, like, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't make a difference, but it would to me, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Respect three piece suit or anything. Yeah, like, yeah I like clothes. Like, if yeah. I, I spend a good bit on clothes, all right. Yeah. I'm Nigel and uh, Louis Copeland, oh, I love oh, clothes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know what I mean? I wouldn't. I just don't think I'm not built for it, you know, flash. But it's the drive too, isn't it? Like, because you get a kick out of inventing something or coming up with something. That's your drug. You know what I, But, but, like. And Brian, no, I work with Brian, obviously, and I live with him. And, you know, he's into cars, he's into Ferraris, and all that. And I go, sure, I live through you now when we make the yeah, money. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. can drive the yeah, Ferraris listen. and you can buy the jet. And How do you juggle all the different places opening? We have a great team. Like, like the thing is, if you think about it, we raise the money, so that's one part of the engine. The Irish business is super successful, so that's the second part. Yeah, yeah. And then what you're trying to do is you're trying to go, okay, scheduling. But America has been very hard. Yeah. Very, very hard. Like, we got... We'll open in Mayfair in London the week after next. The only went in there six weeks ago. Like, as part you were down there over la- a year and a half ago. It was last February or something. You were in Miami that time yeah. with the locations, wasn't it? I yeah. remember seeing yeah. that on like it's Instagram. And it's like... Like, Miami? It's a league unto itself. Yeah. I was, I, and I'd finish on this. I was, I was watching a painter in Miami a couple of weeks ago, and he's painting the, he was painting the skirting. Yeah, yeah. It's called something else there. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So he's painting the skirting. Trim or something. And and he's got um like um you know you use it to put in plaster. A tro- oh yeah. A, tro- a trowel type thing. Kind yeah. of a trowel type thing. thing yeah. And he's using that as the guide for the paint. Oh, so he's moving the paintbrush and he moves the trowel. Ah, stop. But I, He's on the payroll and for the year, that fella. Then there's another fella coming behind him with something, whatever the American version of Terps is. Ah, and it's shot. Wiping behind him. And I'm going like, are these fuckers for real? Yeah. Is anyone taping the place? And the only thing that took your focus off that was when the fella came in to check the wires on the and speaker. I got, your, I got your man in, the boss angel. Angel's the boss. And I go, what the fuck What's is going, going on here? Like, why didn't they tape it? And they'd be even faster. <laughs> And they're painting, and the paint's not wet dry, and they're painting over it again. And see what they don't realise, Pat, you've came from doing all that jobs. Of everything. A bit Brian, of everything. And Brian, Brian's a perfectionist, and it's driving Brian insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I never forget that your man with the troll. But it's, it's been like it's hard here. Like you've built it here, is, like yeah. so you yeah. understand it. But like. you're dealing with, with us. I even I've said this before in the podcast. We through this whole place. Everyone that came through the place. The only uh, non-Irish guy I used was the only guy I had problems with. Well, I'm very, I'm very lucky now. Mm. I found a brilliant Irish builder. Good. Chris Dalton of Blue Hill. Yeah. And he's building out West 23rd for me. And it's a dream. And yeah. he is a he is a foreman, supervisor, mm. called Martin. And Martin's brilliant as well. And yeah. I just kind of found and it. And generally in New now. York, the lads are, all the, all the contracts are all lads. And generally, anyone I know and even do they're all very good. Yeah, this fella's great. Now you're kind of going, I don't have to the sweat anymore. The days of the Aer Lingus, uh, you know, uh, Carpenter is, you know, coming over. Oh, my Carpenter. That's well gone. Yeah, and, 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 and then you the kind of good. find as well, like, like Miami was super hard. Like, you mm. know, the lads are running in at 20 to 1, like, in the day. Yeah. Been in the morning at 7. Okay, I'll leave you in. That's bad. Where oh. are they? They don't seem to... To be fair, you wouldn't get that here. I've, no, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't draw. Sure, the lads are in at the dawn every morning. Not a chance. See, they're, they're, they've no interest in dragging it out. 
Yeah. They've priced it. They want to get, get it out. finished, but the yeah, lads yeah. were like, you know, but like, thanks be to God, New York has mm. gone really well. I've heard Miami, that. Iowa. My friend was the same in Florida. And how many of you in Miami? You've two thing. down there. Two it? Miami, one, one in Merrick, which is kind of a very wealthy suburb, beautiful place. It's kind of an indoor outdoor mall. And uh, just above Louis Vuitton, across from yeah. Gucci, so really good mm. tenants. And then we have another one in this uh, Brickell City Centre, which is kind of the high end mall, mm. right in the centre of Brickell kind of crypto okay. land you know but that's they're both they're both we're blessed with locations Irish fella find those locations mm. yeah that's good yeah probably player from me I think mustn't have been any good so. no <laughs> <laughs> Pat it was an absolute pleasure thank uh, brilliant. You, thanks lads I loved it enjoyable. thanks a lot right. enjoy with your furniture up there putting it together tonight no your Ikea no it was delivered we rented it oh, we're good, good. big deal now yeah, yeah. <laughs> They came in and I just gave them the money and the keys and yeah, said, yeah. that's all yours now. Yeah. But we'd be able to sit down now tonight. There's a Rolex in there in the furniture, lads, if you can find uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a home if they want to, to break in or something. <laughs> thanks very much. Appreciate your honesty. Cheers. Cheers. Patrick, Patrick, thanks thanks Thank you. Thanks. Oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka And that's all for this week. Let us know what you think by leaving us a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Long Haul Podcast, or visit our website, thelonghaulpodcast.com, for more interviews. Please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. This will ensure that we can get even more episodes to you more often. To follow the exciting Sisu expansion, you can follow the company on Instagram at Sisu Clinics, that's S-I-S-U Clinics, or follow Pat, whose handle is at Pat Phelan. Slong of all, and thanks for listening. When we got inside the house, the drinks were passed around, the liquor was so awful strong, my head went round and round to me away, you santi, my dear Annie. Oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka to me? Why, you Santi, my dear Annie. Oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka?